Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Now entering nerdist.com. Man and Man and Man. Podcast. James Bonding Podcast, it's the 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 James Bonding Podcast, James Bonding Podcast with Matthews Myra and Gorley. Matthews Gorley and Myra Podcast of James Bond. Matthews Gorley and Myra Podcast of James Bond. James Bond. Uh, what? How do we do this? Who are you? (laughs) Who are you? Who? What is this place? Why is there a microphone in front of me? This is the one where we talk about Doctor Who. I think. (laughs) Who? Uh, Doctor Hooning. Uh-huh. <laughs> With Matt and Matt. Okay. Uh, Let's do it weekly. Oh, great. That's never going to happen. Uh... Guys, welcome back to James Bonding. We've taken a long uh, hiatus, you know. Let's uh, let's think of it as our time on the island. That's right. <laughs> we just drank ourselves into a into a fear. We had CG scorpions on our hands. Yeah. Remember <laughs> when Bond was in a North Korean prison? Uh, Doug went to Earwolf. Oh no. <laughs> uh continue. I do remember the when he went to a North Korean, I'm gonna text Doug and let him know meltdown. Uh, oh well, we're you know what we're gonna do? We're here to talk about Moonraker, but yeah. we're gonna use the first portion of this as an emergency discuss, mission briefing uh, prologue to discuss the Spectre teaser trailer. So, let's begin. Minute and thirty six seconds of pure gold. I was intrigued by the fact that there's no action in this thing. Well, listen, I think they're just saving the big action set pieces. We haven't didn't even see Mexico. We didn't even see because that's being shot right now. I think. Yeah, we didn't see the Bond girl. We, oh, well, we saw we saw, we saw we saw uh, blah 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 Maria Bellucci. There you go. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. But I didn't mind that we didn't see action. We get to see uh, some Mr. White. It's <sighs> it's got shades of the Very quantum excited. teaser. Do you remember because that was a voiceover of Mr. Yes. White going. I was always very curious to see who you are and who Vesper was going to have you be or whatever. Uh, it, All right. What did you think? What are your Here's a thoughts? couple thoughts. I'm okay. very excited. Excited about it. It's the first time I've been it. excited about this movie. Oh, very good. I mean, I've been excited, but I this mean, was I feel the like one we did an hour and a half talking about a 10-minute press conference, so I feel like we were excited then. We were, but I don't know. I've something, I'm like cautiously optimistic, but I haven't been like... 
here we go. I'm ready. And then I saw yeah. this teaser, and I did get very excited. I got some good chills. Well, it's it's interesting because I'll tell you a couple things. I was a little I'm a little weary of this teaser. In what way? I feel weary or wary. You're tired or oh, suspicious? Weary. Weary. Okay. Sorry, Boston. I thought you meant like you watched it a bunch of I'm times. So we, it's so sleepy from watching it so much. <laughs> uh, I think that they, I'm a little worried about the forced super continuity that's happening. Yeah, I get you. Do you know what I I'm mean? I'm with you. I'm hoping that's just a little thing to kick off on and then we're, we I don't hope need so. to go back. I really hope so because it really, like, I was just, the first, my first thought when I saw MI6 was like, oh, they didn't fix the fucking building yet. <laughs> Well, does really... that mean it's a direct continuation? Or yes, just... that's what it means to me. Yeah, to me it means it was a, it is a it, it happens uh, minutes after Skyfall wraps up, and we're very likely not getting just Bond on a mission. Well, in a movie, I don't know because it know. seems connected Again, to his teaser. past. This is a, a teaser. Who does he trust? What is his secret, though? Is it that he has a brother we don't know about? Is it that he his parents watched after this weird Austrian guy for a little while? Like what? What is it? I, well, I th- I know a little something from the books. I don't know if I should say that because it's a little no, bit of a it's spoiler. In the books, go for it. Okay. Well, Hans Oberhauser was his guardian after his parents died. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in the books, there's not another kid. Right. But I'm inferring from the trailer that yeah. that's Christoph Waltz. I don't have any kind You're of. You're inferring that he is Hans. No, he's the other kid. Uh, Hans Oberhauser was his benevolent guardian that mm-hmm. took care of him after. Fact, and that's covered in the Octopussy short mm-hmm, story. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they're adding this foster brother or whatever sibling thing. Why? That's speculation. Let me ask, you, let me ask I won't you this. Why it. would they, in the continuity uh, established by Skiffall, uh, why would they have, why would, why would there be a photo of this guardian in Skyfall? Because I think after his parents grew, so Hans were comes killed. in and is well, like, I think he I'm didn't live in Skyfall now. anymore. Well, then why is there a picture there? Well, I'm sure he went back, and that's where the family I don't think rel- he went back. Wow, <laughs> I was not prepared to defend the scrutiny. Um, but I'm 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 liking the cinematography. The Aston Martin sounds great. Yeah. Did you hear that rev right up? Yeah, oh, the cinematography looks really good. It looks beautiful. It I does. think it looks beautiful. I was going to yeah. try it down. I mean, maybe even the really like argue with that. the composition as well, just the rhythm, like the just the shots of the zoom ins on the floating in on his own little boat into the Austrian Alps. Well, you asked for it. Now you're getting it. Uh, we're going to do a uh, we're going to we're going to do a live read slash yeah. uh, look at the trailer uh, while we talk. Because maybe it. you'll have the same impression I did that Mister White calls James Bond the c word, and it oh. took me a second that he says kite. Um, Katie, uh, do I have volume up on the auxiliary here so I can play this? Thank you very much. Uh, let's go to videos. Let's go. Are to... we stopping and starting? Uh, we are going to stop and start. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to do? Stop yeah, let's and start do that. That sounds good because everybody's seen this. I'm going to go. Look, to... we know our audience. 007.com, your source for all your James Bond news. Whoops. I didn't mean to do that. Oh, God. Guys, I used to be better with computers. Okay, here we go. Your first look at Spectre. Watch the teaser trailer. Let's bring this volume up. A lot of people don't like that teaser poster. I like it. I Just love him it. and Are a you kidding me? turtleneck. Come on. That's my background. See that? Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Here we go. Okay, it's an MGM picture. Done. The screech of high strings. All right, already we're opening up. We're seven seconds in, double oh seven seconds in, and we're seeing 
MI6 uh, with what looks like far more damage. I was just saying because I watched would have Skyfall caused, the other yeah. night, and I'm like, not that much of it yeah, blows up. Far more damage than would have been caused uh, by uh, M's uh, computer blowing everything up. Forensics finally released this. What is it? Personal effects they recovered from Skyfall. There. All right. He's now. Here's why I also think this is super right after Skyfall. His apartment hasn't been decorated yet. You could make the he case. He got all his stuff out of storage, and, and, and it's sitting in there. All credit to Phil Noble Jr. on the Badass Digest, who makes the case that he he is the type of bachelor bond that may never get to that sort of thing, and probably eternally lives in that until he finds himself someone that can clean that place up. Disagree. You think he? I think he's you, the type of bond that would have a uh, espresso machine before anybody else. That might maybe. confuse M. But he does strike me as the type that would make sure his external appearance is sharp, but when he gets home, he doesn't really care. I don't imagine Daniel Craig's Bond interior decorating. I imagine Daniel Craig's Bond taking a day and hanging stuff. Hmm. Look at those. He's got the, he, they're ready to go. They're where he wants them. Yeah. Well, you may be right, but I could see that he's been All there right. a while, too. Also, love the hardwood. Dark, dark hardwood floors. Yeah, rough. You've got a secret. Okay, here we go. We have Order of Temporary Guardianship uh, for James Bond, uh, 12 years old. This is his 12-year-old file. This is from when he was 12 years old. Uh, it says that it happened in 1981, which is really pushing the timeline up. Yeah. Because that would have been, what, 1930? Maybe even... How old is James? What year was James Bond born? Well, the Fleming Bond? Yeah, Fleming Bond. Oh, my God. I don't know. He's probably in the 20s. Yeah. Yeah. So this is really pushing that timeline up. Well, in this, he's uh, court use only. Twelve years old. Now, what else are we seeing here? Legal guardianship. It's, it looks like a C is signed here. That's his aunt. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. And we have a picture, a poorly done picture. This doesn't look like a photograph. It looks more like a colored pencil sketch. The photoshopping <laughs> is is why is movies never. And also, here's my question: This photo taken in the early '80s. Why is it going to have a weird border like that? This is bothering me a little well, bit. Well, it is the Alps. Let's Bunch continue. Bunch of old cameras. Come on. Something you can't tell anyone. All right. Here's a better close-up of what looks like... Uh, a young Daniel Craig and Jeff Daniels. does look like a Daniels. young Daniel Craig. And, a, and, and uh, yeah, I'm going to get Jeff Daniels. That's yeah. exactly what that looks like. Because you don't trust anyone. It's a pause. Yeah. What, what what's the secret that he has a brother and he can't trust? Does he know his brother might be Blofeld? Is that this is what I'm inferring? Again, I'm not. Oh, I see what you're saying. I and like I, that. And I please, please don't send us spoilers. Anything. Yeah, yeah. Do not. We're only looking at officially sanctioned. Do not send us spoilers. This is all speculation. This is the specter speculation. Spectralation. Spectralation. No, please, please, nothing that isn't Eon sanctioned. I don't want to know. Only things that come Skyfall from 007. dot com. Yeah, thank you. thank you. All right, beautiful shot of yeah. him uh, on a boat in, in the middle of nowhere, man just going dinghy. out. Yeah, mm-hmm. look at that. Oh, oh, I always knew oh, death would wear a familiar face, but what's yours? Okay, that was uh, obviously Mr. White. We know that because we've watched this. If you're watching it, you don't know that. But uh, here he is. What well, looks like he's at a funeral. Mm-hmm. Monica Bellucci is mourning someone. She lost. She's lost someone. Mm. We presume. Mm. I was at a meeting recently, and your name came. Did you hear that? That's the Aston Martin DB10. Unflattered London is still talking about me. Secret society thing. Okay. He's walking Look through. at this coat. It's a yeah. great coat. I'm yeah. guessing Tom Ford. I don't know for sure. We'll find out. 
wasn't MI6. Okay, so I was at a meeting. Mm-hmm. People were talking about you. Yeah. So I'm assuming he's at the meeting that we see very shortly in the trailer. I wager not. Okay. I wager that he's at some action set piece and he kills whoever Monica Bellucci is. Man, well, maybe not that, but he kills someone and gets that ring. And he's doing his subtle Bond way of saying, like, I killed somebody who then told me where you were. I disagree. He's hunting Mr. White. Here's down. what I think. Okay. I think he was able somehow to sneak into that Spectre meeting. Where he shows up and Christoph Waltz is like, "Hello." Uh, I think but he snuck so into that so soon, and then and then he just walks out of there with a ring. I think he no, I think he snuck into that. I think that was where they were talking about Mister White. I think him killing someone and getting that ring happened after. I think we can both be right, but I think he's actually talking about a meeting. Mm-hmm. I think he's talking about the meeting we see. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he puts the he puts it down on the chessboard, you see, but it is not. It appears to not be. It's on the white side. Now, I don't know what that means. That well, he mean puts anything. it in the place in checkers where you'd normally say, King me. Yep. Mm. 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 Interesting. Yeah. You're on a kite. And right there. Dancing in a hurricane. Right Mr. You tell me you don't think he's going to say something I different? I always thought he said kite. <laughs> but now hear it my way. I tried. You didn't yeah. hear it? I think you're racist. Try it again. Racist. <laughs> All right, here we go. Play it again. I'm singing in a hurry. You're a kite. And his eyes all fucked up. His eyes are all fucked up. Maybe he got glaucoma. I don't know how the health of that actor is, but uh, yeah. he looks very old. Yeah. But then again, you think about it. Casino Royal was 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh, he looks good. Yeah. He looks better in this than he does in Skyfall. Yeah, because he's not all haggard. But I was wondering how much of that was makeup, and now I see that probably a lot of it was. Welcome, this, James. Okay. The little xylophone, the little xylophone chime, chime feels, of the James plus Bond it's theme. it's preceded by one of those trailer tropes that drives me crazy. And Which they is? do it subtly here, but they do it. That descending boo bass thing. Like, that's, that's for your Furious 7 movies, not for your Bond movies. And then the little xylophone thing feels a little like... That eerie thing they put in, like I half expected a kid's voice, like in the new Avengers trailer, to go like. Hear that it was. Got no strings. Yeah, Uh, but you hear, you know, it's the James Bond. I know. I I, part of me loves it. I like, but part of me feels it's a little too. The franchise has a long tradition of shoving the James Bond theme across many different atmospheric instruments. It's not the Bond theme that bothers me. Uh, It's it's the placement of it. it, No, it's just the like. Here we go with a cheer, like eerie sort of chilling thing. Feels a little overused. Well, I think you feel overused right now. All right, that's fair. Look, I love this thing. Don't get me wrong. I really like this teaser. All right. It's been a long time. And now when I hear it, I'm liking it. Here we are. Oh. Mr. Bond, your delicious milk. Now, what can we gather from this that we're seeing? He doesn't have a face. Doesn't have a face. He probably won't have a face. He's like that guy in Saving Private Ryan in the opening mm-hmm, scene that just mm-hmm. gets his face off. Mm-hmm. Ice. The action. Are we going to experience that in IMAX? It's coming out in IMAX. I know. Yeah, I guess we I asked you the question. Are yeah. we experiencing it? We better it? experience it at some kind of premiere. We have to experience it every way possible. Uh, cool. Great. 
Great. So, in summation, a lot of speculation to be had. Yeah. I really am looking forward to seeing some action. Yeah. And I hope they only do one more trailer. I do too. Yeah, I agree. And then we we'll see what's what the action sequences are in the Alps and in Mexico. This is a beautifully teasery teaser. Yeah. It's just a little come hither. It's a teaser. Yeah, really yeah. teasing me into yeah. wanting to see this movie. That's exactly right, ladies and gentlemen. That does it for spec. What are we, what are we calling it? Spectralation. <laughs> Spectralation. We now enter the world of Roger Moore's James Bond. <laughs> Before we do that, I want to thank. Um, Marissa Amoni and Chris Evans, wow, Captain America, wow, who uh, gave Matt and I these amazing prints of Dr. No paper dolls. Uh, one Honey of, Rider? Yeah, one of Sean Connery and one of Honey Rider, and it was uh, very nice of you. Thank you. Uh, that Sean came via is, Jeff Ulrich. Sean is in his uh, terry cloth? He is. Just hanging out, being a cool guy. It's beautiful. Also, uh, a really nice listener named Brendan mm-hmm. is sending you and me mm. the bootleg Eon production version of Never Say Never Again where someone has edited it to John Barry music and put in a gun barrel sequence. This sounds amazing. Yeah, so maybe when we get to that movie we can watch that version as well. Uh, All right. Doug is going to be here shortly. Let's talk about Moonraker. Or should we wait for Doug? No, let's let's go because I uh, unfortunately... You have a hard out. Yeah. Um, he'll join in, naturally. Moonraker is Roger Moore's 95th entry into the James Bond franchise. That's right, that's right. Uh, coming hot off the heels of, uh, The Spy Who Loved Me. Another Lewis Gilbert joint, who yes. starts the movie in exactly the same way. This, I was just saying to Matt before we started recording, that it really felt like they had completely checked out and run out of ideas. It's bonkers, and that's why I think... I love this movie. <laughs> it goes Bold big. Statement. It goes hard. It's got no substance. First of all, it does have literally no substance. It starts with this wacky but impressive skydiving freefall sequence, right? Yeah. Where it ends with Jaws trying to fly by flapping his yes. arms. While circus music comes up. And then it goes right into a very serious torch song. Yeah. The most inappropriate song for this movie. Well, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's Moonraker, and that's why we love it. Moonraker is really, it's a, it's a, how, what number is this? What number movie is this? 12? I don't know. No, it can't be that high. Yeah, it can be. I don't know. But the point is, you're all of the plot points in this movie. Every last plot point is something we have seen before. But you have to admit that stealing a shuttle off the back of a jumbo jet is brilliant. It's nuts, but it's that's Moonraker right there. Yeah, like I also begins. feel like... Welcome to the show, Hi, Doug. Doug Benson. You're just in time. Papa Squat, we literally have... We just finished talking about the Spectre teaser trailer, and now we're diving into uh, Moonraker. Uh, Doug joins us, of course. You can catch Doug. Uh, got a number of podcasts out there getting high with Doug and... Uh, Douglas movies, of course. Minisodes. This guy does it all. You just called it by its wrong name. Yeah, and getting I wonder, Doug with you high. Got it, you got it wrong, right? Getting Doug Do with high. Do people ever get so high that they call it by that name, which seems right? Uh, no, it's just a mistake anybody can make. I've, I've done it once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, when was the last time before this you had seen Moonraker? Oh, boy. 
Um, <laughs> I don't know. I probably uh, eyeballed it, you know, in parts on because uh, you know Spike used to do. Bond I don't marathon. know if they still do. They I do think marathons they do, yeah. all the time. Some, some and with commercials does. and stuff, it would take three and a half hours to watch one. At least one. <laughs> this one especially. This one's yeah. two long. hours and six minutes. This is super long. And it yeah. feels it, every it, bit of it. The, and I, I, had a, I had mixed, uh, like watching it, it's always interesting to go back and watch an old Bond movie because even though I've seen them all a bunch of times, uh, you still are like, oh, that was this one. You know, like you're like, yeah. oh, this is about to happen. Yep. Like you start to remember things that are going down as they happen. And uh, that was certainly the case with this one. Is I, even as a young person, the first time I saw it, uh, I had some pretty massive issues. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let's just let's just get into it. And everybody it. knew that Star-, Star Wars had happened. Yes, yeah. and Star Wars, you know, it, it happened it, all it, over this movie. James Bond, yeah, James Bond just decided to compete. I even think. And I might be wrong, but I think at the end of Spy Who Loved Me, it said James Bond will return in For Your Eyes Only. Yes. That's right. And then they they, yeah. they jumped all over Moonraker yeah. Yeah. when they decided it had to have space, uh-huh. a space element and people shooting lasers. <laughs> <laughs> and the exact plot of the movie that we had just seen, The Spy Who Loved Me. And the lasers sound like someone's like squirting yogurt out of a tube or something like that. It's the lasers pew, pew, pew. are so ridiculous. Pew, pew. Uh, well, yeah, let's talk about it. So. Okay. So yeah. I'm all in because it's so bonkers. I I can't enjoy this movie more because I don't know what's happening. I like it doing. to a point. It does so uh, many totally. So totally, it does so much. From it's maybe my second or third uh, Roger favorite Roger Moore. Yeah, it's the first one where and I get what you're saying about tonally. It's the first one where um, there's just way too many uh, kind of wacky moments. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, there's, yeah. Some, there's a you know there was a there was certain wacky ass there's a you know the the uh, sheriff the crazy sheriff character yes. in uh, Live and Let Die that was yeah. just a rip off of Jackie Gleason from yeah. Smoking the Bandit yeah. sure. uh, that was uh, the first step yeah but changing Jaws from probably the top two villains yeah. in the history of the uh-huh. franchise yeah. to the single worst one <laughs> yes what in you, one movie fun loving guy because I have an interesting thing I want to put out. what do you think is the wackiest moment in this film is it either Jaws is coming out of the rubble or when he's flapping his arms flying down what are you talking about the wackiest moment it's not even Jaws it's Pigeon Double Take the Pigeon Double Take so now put Pigeon Double Take up to the scene where Corrine is chased by Doberman Pinchers through this beautifully shot woodscape it looks like a 70s horror movie those two are in the same movie (laughs) yeah that's a really that's a really strange death for uh, you know like he's always getting every woman killed in his wake but uh, never like in a way that seems like it's going to be like physical torture, and right. like torn yeah, apart yes. by right. dogs. Yeah, and she looks generally frightened, and it's it's weird. And it's shot like this. You can tell they brought in fog into the forest, like it's they put the fog though. machines out. And, like, it's gorgeous. Her outfit was sexy. Yeah. She yep. looked yeah. good running. It was in really, it, yeah. it was really uh, beautifully done. But having just come off the heels of everything with Jaws, yeah. Uh, well, okay, so. Here's the plot of this movie. This the beginning scene. Yes. Yeah. The well, the space shuttle. Which they have to outdo themselves every time yeah. is what they have what they used to do. Now yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Who knows? <laughs> now they're just, it's Who a knows? scene before the credits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one, here's the thing. So this one has something to do with the plot of the movie, which is uh, newish sort of. Uh, but not for all of Lewis Gilbert's films. Right. All, all start each of with his start a vehicle with being a stolen. A vehicle being stolen Usually by another vehicle. And two out of three is about a master race. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying... And that was the film just prior to this. Yeah, this literally is 
no new ideas in this movie. No. No zero new ideas. Just don't give me instead newer, of give underwater, me we yeah. go up into space. Yeah. So they steal the space shuttle off. And the- every time he confronts Jaws, <laughs> yeah. it ends with Jaws making a face like, oh no. And then and then brushing himself off and moving on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be fine. Uh. I also love the line at the end. They're a hundred miles from Earth. They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. yeah. They had to throw that in because yeah. Yeah, it kind well, of read yeah. like they were just gonna go die alone together in space. It would have been better because also that girl that's in the in the pre credit sequence yeah. that he's messing around with before the whole free fall sequence. Yeah, they show her putting on a sky or a parachute, but you never see her leave the plane. Right. I don't know what happens to her. But it, it doesn't matter. She no. just decides to leave later. Because also, yeah. doesn't Jaws just suddenly pop up out of nowhere? Sure like, does. where was he sure hiding? Does. How come James Bond didn't know Jaws was on the plane? <laughs> I also like that you can uh, make a plane go haywire by breaking the speedometer. <laughs> he just shoots the speedometer. The plane yeah. goes nuts. Yeah. Okay. So they steal a space shuttle. Two mimes, I think. They didn't say any words. I assume they were mimes. Right. They look real sneaky. Yeah, very French looking. Very French, very sneaky. So they get up there, they steal the uh, space shuttle off the top of 747. The actual space shuttle had not been made yet. Revealed. Yeah. Yeah. But so, they, they let the producers go in and check it out mm-hmm. because I think by then the shuttle was supposed to be revealed and it would have been this big co-celebration. Of, yeah. Look, we're all doing it. And then I think it was delayed. So yes. they got a scoop. They got a, they got a hell scoop. of a scoop. They got a hell of a scoop with the space shuttle. So the space shuttle gets stolen, and then all the British people are like, uh, "Well, we're super embarrassed by this. We uh, it was in our it was in our charge, and we lost it." So yeah. James, why don't you go find it? Mm-hmm. Before you find it, James, let me give you the most ridiculous gadget in the history of da- gadgets: <laughs> a wrist oh. dart gun. <laughs> Yeah, but he uses it twice. <laughs> he does use it twice. That's Wait, big. this this scene's after the credits, though? Right after the Well, oh, sorry. We, I skipped the entire jumping out of the plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I skipped yeah. one and, of the great stuff. Like, what's old happening here? Song. I thought the we were going to, yeah. Yeah. Oh, would you like to? Let's let's hear a little of Shirley Bassey singing the- All right, because I have, I have some things to say about that. I think it's the least appropriate song for a Bond movie, considering the movie itself. Does it go well, let's right? go all the way back to this. Let's go okay. back to when they jump out. You know, it's the classic jumping out of planes without a uh, parachute uh, kind of situation. This dude punches him in the stomach and then throws him out of the plane. Which, like, Bond seems like, you know, he always beats up guys that are bigger than him. But this guy's smaller than him. Yes. And look how small the plane is. Where is Jaws hiding in this plane? Yeah. No, uh, there's no way. Oh, that's a good, good point. Yeah, yeah. there's no way there's James Bond wouldn't be. Who's this giant guy? That just pushed me out of an airplane. Who I have had a, a previous encounters with it were quite vicious. But I had a reason last time. Because in the last movie, in Spy Who Loved Me, uh, Jaws would actually really bite a lot of necks with those vicious teeth, right? Yeah, like and he, he would almost, just kill people that way. He almost does it in this movie, but then, then decides to Then he gets distracted celebrate. by Mardi Gras. <laughs> <laughs> but this move right here, this move oh, here. Yeah. That's, first of all, that's a great double for Roger Moore. There's yep. very few process shots in this sequence that look shitty. So for, this, for when this movie came out, this is a pretty amazing sequence. Because they had to do is. a lot of real diving. Yeah. He had to do a lot of real ass munching right yep. there. Yep. Yep. And... Um, and like there's shots of Jaws where it looks like they made Richard Keel jump out of a plane, which is like that's got to be scary to be that big and jump out of but a plane. But then there are shots where it looks like they made his son jump out of a plane. Yeah, there's just a little guy. But this is great the way they hid the shoots on these guys and and sent them out of a plane. Yeah, oh, God, it must have been. This, this, this is... is covered in the documentary, and they said they would just give me three seconds for each jump that I can use. And John Glenn, who's doing the second unit direction, would edit it on the ground and say, "Now I need this shot," and they'd go back up. It wow, it's incredible. Yeah, that shot looked like a process shot. They'd yeah. slip some in there. Yeah, but. 
but this is a real guy. This is the same guy. He's a stuntman. Or <laughs> guy's flailing his arms. No. It's amazing. Yeah. Hey. We never get to find out how he lands or whatever. Yeah. But we do And see. then Jason Bond's got arthritis or something here. <laughs> He's like yeah. shaking, trying to put latch the uh, parachute on. And, and then comes in comes... See, look, that is ridiculous. That, sh- that, that shot looks like it yeah. could be Richard Keel. It looks like a gigantic dude. But maybe it isn't. Maybe it's a slightly smaller guy. Wait, yeah, wait till you get closer. It, it looks pretty rough. Yeah, but that's really neat yeah, right there. Yeah, that looks great. Uh, not th- and that shot, too. And then not really... See, that looks like him. I think that was a double, but that's yeah. a bad shot. Yeah. yeah, it was a double. But yeah. with those teeth and the hair, yeah. it's easy to match him. flapping his wings. Yeah, that's a bad process shot when he flaps. That stunt is the ghost protocol of its day. Here it comes. Ooh, I love the way he like looks at it. Yeah. Like, Here, let's ooh. listen to this music cue. <laughs> He's above a circus. And this right here, his arms like a goon. This right here is Moonraker. Right. They yeah. show the interior of the Moonraker circus. Or wait, what? Just just the tone, like oh. right there, like that's Moonraker. I see nutshell. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I the thought flip to flip. And now I heard Moonraker. I mean, you said Moonraker. I heard Octopussy because there's a circus the scene oh, yeah. and, oh, yeah. and yeah. Octopussy. And then this shift into this music is so strange. I love the song, but it the lyrics are bonkers too. Why show what's going on inside the circus and then not show him come crashing into it? Like, just go right into the credits. This is Shirley Bassey's uh, this third, is third, third, and final. third and final of the Bond. She did Diamonds Are Forever and, uh, of course, Goldfinger. Yeah, and then this one, you know, it, it's a good song, but mostly because it's just Goldfinger changed to Moonraker. Yeah, and slowed down a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Moonraker. But the visuals are very... I don't know. They're not that memorable. No, but they they definitely were still in the, uh, you know, naked silhouettes flipping around. They're less uh, less sexy this time around yeah. than they had been, like, in the previous one. There's, like, yeah, uh, nipples. Some nips. You yeah. can see some nipples. Oh, you can see some Yeah, nips. and this girl, I don't know who the hell she is or why we would care, but... Uh, <laughs> It's yeah. It's not one of the best uh, opening title sequences, but I still uh, love it because they, you know, they just phased it out and just started doing just. <laughs> you still have to sit through a whole song by Chris Cornell or somebody. Yeah, and but you don't get the sexy ladies. Well, the beauty of it was it used to take the place of the post-credit sequence. Yeah, like there would be no post-credits. That's it would right. just go you James just Bond go. will return and right. then goodbye. Yeah, and they have some on this because it's such yeah. a big uh, special effects thing, but. It's still pretty fast and credits. Uh, so yeah, where do you rank this song amongst all the James Bond songs? Oh, middle below average. I think average. lower middle. Yeah, How many movies middle. we got now? Twenty-two. Three, uh, yeah, I might three. Right? Is it twenty-three? Isn't Skyfall twenty-three? Yeah, twenty-three. Holy shit! Yeah. yeah. I dislike so many of the theme yeah. songs uh-huh. that this You're one might be in my top ten. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Good job. It might be. It might Speaking be like nine or ten. credits, this is the last film of Ken Adam and Bernard Lee. And Bernard M. Lee is M. Two huge staples of the Bond franchise. But also, I gone. think Bernard Lee probably has the most to do in this movie. Yeah. But we he, see him the most times. It feels a little bit of a struggle for him. And um, John Glenn directed this one. No. Uh, second I mean, unit. did the editing. Second, yeah. And then went on to direct a lot of yeah. them. Yes. Yeah. The next one, right? Yeah, For Your Eyes Only. He starts And next. then he did a few of them. Right? Yeah, he yep. did all the way all through the way Dalton. All the way through Dalton. Yep, License to Kill was his fault, too. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's kind of put a dull edge on the series. Uh, so let's... let's. I like to play whenever James gets a gadget from Q, so let's... Uh, this uh, one, uh, yeah, this one uh, really really plays out in an interesting way, this gadget. They always come in handy, whatever gadget he gives them. Yeah. We've got to find that shuttle. Yes, sir. 
that's all, gentlemen. Ah, just a minute, 007. <laughs> I've got something for you. 007. Roll up your right sleeve, will you? He has a weird line reading in this. It's too. so big. He's now yeah. being issued as standard equipment. Yeah, he just slips on it on wrist. like he knows how to wear these. Uh-huh. And uh, just pull the sleeve right over it. No problem. It's activated by nerve impulses from the wrist muscles. That like can't this. make a mistake. Oh, thank you. Yeah, what, is that? <laughs> what is that even? <laughs> Why is he thanking him? Oh, thank you for not for not killing I him for him. for yeah. hitting hitting the horses behind oh, with the I dart. Love him. I love him. Darts. Five blue tipped with armor piercing heads. Five red tipped cyanide coated, causing death in thirty seconds. Oh. How does he know which one he's going to need? In the stores right. for Christmas. I, you you know, never see him loading it. It's always ready yeah. to go. If I were him, I'd always be using the blue tip because it seems like a you'd want an yeah. armor-piercing situation. Here uh, we are the also, only time Bond goes to Los Angeles. I love old LAX. Yeah. It is so yeah. nothing still is still the same right there, yep. though. The little restaurant in the middle with Encounter. the crazy... <laughs> Encountered LA. Well, you're the, the kind of person who's Bond eaten back there. to LA. I, I, have not, I have not eaten there, sadly. Uh, Bond should come back to LA. Although, what sure. have we got to offer these movies? Nothing. Where no. would he, what would he do in LA? What we, would they go? What's the landmark? We could pay him forty million dollars to make the bad guy not from here. <laughs> what would he? I mean, seriously, what would be the thing that they would use in LA? The Hollywood sign. They could fight on the Hollywood sign. Yeah. yeah. Has anyone done that? What fought they, on the Hollywood they, sign? They, oh, fought on it? I don't think so. Do but there's with been Rocketeer where they blow up uh, the land. Yeah, and they knock the LAND off yeah. in uh, 1941. Yeah. Um, but uh, in that scene, though, Q says the expression "fine tooth comb," and he calls. He says, "We went over it with a fine tooth comb." Yes, I got that. <laughs> and it's like, couldn't you do another take and have him say it like <laughs> how the expression uh, is supposed to be said? Oh, that's like every time we get a close up on his hands and they're shaking. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you get what you get with Q. I think, yeah, Desmond Llewellyn just reads whatever's in front of him. But in my imagination, they do say that to him, and he goes, yes, got it. And then he does it exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. that happens a lot. Yeah. That's uh, I've uh, I've witnessed that with uh, uh, actors that I've been in a situation to watch do a lot of takes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they, they try to tell come. somebody, because you can't give them a line reading. Right. So, no. But you can't, how do you explain? Well, you're just saying it. You're just putting the emphasis in the wrong. They have emphasis deafness. Spot, yeah. So he, okay, so now Bond has to go to Drax. Uh, Drax in this in the in the world of James Bond is the person who builds all the space shuttles. And this is one of the only two things that they take from the novel: the villain's name, and then that thing at the end where they're like locked in the thrust area of the shuttle. That's yeah. it. Everything else is. It's a hell of a way to go, though. Yeah, uh, he had to fly. <laughs> so we end up we end up at Versailles. In L.A. In L.A. In which Southern California. He had built brick by brick. They shipped it over from sure, France. Sure. Uh, is this the first one you think where uh, every other quip is a complete clunker? <laughs> like, is it was it that bad in Spy Who Loved Me? Not this bad. No. I think they topped every Bond movie in every way. I'm <laughs> I'm surprised the at the, the at the end the entire control room didn't react to Q saying he's preparing for reentry. Yeah. Like I think they all should yeah. have thrown their heads in their hands. Right. And also they suddenly uh, it cuts to a different angle in yeah. the shuttle, yeah. and then he reaches over and just turns it off like the camera was <laughs> right there uh, the whole time. Also, they say in that <laughs> that they have onboard TV screens, yeah. not explaining that a screen is not a camera. <laughs> but yeah. I love the quip, see that some harm comes to him. Oh, that is that, was, that is good. I love that. Is that. Good. What, do you think of, what do you think of Drax as a villain? 
He's dry, but I, I like him. He's dry and boring, yeah. but he uh, he does have a few good lines, like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll put you out of my misery. Yes, that's yeah. probably the first time that's ever been said. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know. and He's and a it, master of the reversal <laughs> phrase. That's his real villain talent. He's, but he's such a boring guy that when he gets, when he dies, it's not fun or funny or yeah. exciting. He just sort of goes away. Yeah. Yeah, but he also goes away comically. <laughs> Yeah. Just sort of floats of off it. into space. It probably bump into Sandy Bullock. <laughs> this movie made me realize that the movie Munich has a strange Bond connection because Daniel Craig is in it. Yeah, Lonsdale's in it, and uh-huh. so is that uh, Matthew Almarik, the villain in Quantum, mm-hmm. who plays the son of Michael Lonsdale. Oh, and it's yeah. just this everybody's. That's the worst uh, villain death in all of James Bond history. Is uh, American uh, where they just leave him in behind. Quantum where they where they leave him. Where he has to drink motor oil. You yeah. think that's the worst? I like that a lot. Why? I like that because it's just so gross. It's just so brutal. It's just so brutal. brutal. It's very brutal. And James, by that point, has had enough of everything. So he's just like, fuck it. Yeah, but he's already been, you know, I mean, I guess he's a kind of a new, he hasn't been through all the adventures of Sean Connery and Roger Moore. But it is amazing. And it happens in this movie, too, how he just gets people killed. Yeah. Yeah, he has a license to kill and get yeah. people killed. Yeah, collateral damage. Like is not huge even in this movie. when he when that uh, <laughs> he watches those two. Well, anyway, we'll the get scientists? to it. Scientists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> head peeking. Uh, yeah, he's just peeking Oops. at. He's like peekaboo. You're dying. <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> uh, let's see your dress. Of my space shuttle. How would Oscar Wilde have put it? <laughs> to lose one aircraft may be regarded as a misfortune. To lose two seems like carelessness. Now, is that how much was that a paraphrasing of something that uh, Oscar aircraft? Wilde said? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Would he have said something about losing aircraft? <laughs> that guy's an expert at what Oscar Wilde <laughs> would say in any modern situation. Yeah. But here's what I love about uh, this guy, Michael well, Lonsdale. will be made to the American government. He Mr. looks Franks. like giant when Peter Dinklage. <laughs> and here comes Asian Seth MacFarlane. There he is, big, big Pete Dinklage. moment. <laughs> Coincident with your country's one indisputable contribution to Western civilization. <laughs> Afternoon tea. May I press you to a cucumber sandwich? Uh, thank you, no, nothing at all. What's his accent supposed to be? A French, I guess. Is that what it's supposed yeah. to be? But it's so labored I do. dry. I do like that they stick to the fact that James Bond hates tea. Yeah, and, uh, mm. and that he... Why also was he... Why does he decide to be so into afternoon tea? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like why? Uh, and the harp, and apparently. he doesn't get offended when James when James Bond says no. Let's 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 meet let's meet Holly Goodhead together, shall we? The the way they deal with this this like modern feminism, so they're throwing a bone by making her the doctor, right? But he still has to have that comment, like, oh. A woman, yeah. yeah, you know, like they still have to give you let's, some sort of sex. He thought there was movie. a man walking around with the last name Goodhead <laughs> and Holly. <laughs> well, it was H Goodhead or oh, Doctor right. Goodhead until he met her. Also, just a lot. Look at how long it's taking him. Just walk over there. I know. Show it all. <clears throat> she's taking a while to walk too. He's such a know-it-all jerk to her. Yes, my name is Bond. James Bond. I'm looking for Dr. Goodhead. You just found her. (laughs) Your powers of observation do you credit, Mr. Bond? Energy. James. To my friends. Holly Goodhead. 
Are you training to be an astronaut? To my very close friends. I'm fully trained. On loan from NASA. The Listen Space Administration. Room tone you can hear in this scene because the there's so many spaces between them. Like the, well, there's also they're also in a large cavernous set. She just lacks a lot of I think she's hard She to has rem- no chemistry with him whatsoever. She has a hard time whatsoever. remembering. She, you, you saw broadcast news, right? Yeah. She was the uh, reporter that uh, William Hurt was threatening to have a thing with, and Holly Hunter oh, made yeah. sure she got assigned in uh, Siberia or something. Right, that's right. They, should, they show a scene of her just standing there in a parka doing a live spot. <laughs> uh, so... Now, My point is, she's a sexy woman. Right. She is. She's gorgeous, but she has no chemistry. It feels like she has no chemistry with Roger Moore whatsoever. But when did they? When? when maybe it, when Jane Seymour, maybe? Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that? For sure. But they're all going to have a tough chemistry with a guy who's 20 years older than them. And you that's know? why maybe Maude Adams does a little, because she's a little bit more mature. Yeah, I think there's chemistry in Octopussy. Yeah. For sure. Certainly, yeah, because that's yeah. like they're bo- both they're octogenarians. Yeah. Yeah, octogenarians. They're both octopussians. <laughs> octogenarians. Uh, so this movie, uh, what year is it? We're 79. in all time high. <laughs> that's the worst James Bond song. you got to at least call the song the name of the movie. You can't say it's called an all-time high well, from Octopussy. What do they and do? also, singing Octopussy over and over again would have been awesome. Uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Instrumental. Instrumental. Thunderball was going to be. It was going to be Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, and then... Um, you Know My Name. What's the... You Only Live Twice is, of course, yeah. You Know My Name is such a terrible song. Thunderball. That's up yeah, there. That's, that's one of the Tom best Jones. ones. Rockin'. You Only Live Twice is Die a good one. Day, Tomorrow Never Dies. I think they all... Yeah, for the most part... Yeah. Living Daylights. Like, yes. Well, that's... Uh, View to a Kill, obviously. Living Daylights is another, another high, right? Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And then Duran Duran. Quantum of Solace is... Is Madonna was uh, another. Way what was to world was not enough? Who did that? Uh, that was uh, Shirley Manson of Garbage. Ooh, right. Yeah, well, that's not a bad one. No, that's not a bad one at all. Uh, yeah, Quantum of Solace is Jack White and Alicia Keys. Yeah. Oh, not a favorite of mine. No. no. And but Chris it, Cornell was Casino Royale. Yeah. yeah. But that was called something else too. You know my name. That was called You Know My Name. Yeah. Which I, I like the title of that one. It's well, we did. We all at least it, it still applies to James Bond. Yeah. All time high. What, what the all time high? <laughs> we'll take Rita Coolidge. Is that who that was? Yes. Win. Wow, Doug, bringing yeah. it. Uh, so of course, there's a centrifuge at this astronaut sure. training facility at the place they build the space shuttle. <laughs> For some reason, that exists there, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, James Bond gets strapped in. Uh, this by Holly is, This scene is so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Why play, play it while we talk over it? Because uh, do you want the whole part where she's explaining to him the different levels of G force? No, 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 no. Just go into it. Because even just the turning takes. It's forever. the same thing they use in Spies Like Us with Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd that makes them make oh, really yeah. funny faces. <laughs> you want some coffee? Yeah, and but James Bond, you don't want to see him making a funny face, no. and also you don't want to see him like he looks like he's an old man having a, a heart attack or yeah. something. I think it's also, I feel like this is the most danger you ever really see James Bond in. This is as close as he's ever come to dying, yeah. other than when he dies in Casino Royale. Yes. I guess Correct. resuscitated. Correct. Correct. But um, check this out. <laughs> also, they have to do that thing where they undercrank the film to make it look yeah. like it's yeah. going faster yeah. than it yeah. is. Like, Which they also do when the dogs eat the steak, finally. I mean, if nobody's in the thing, why can't they just make it go really fast? <laughs> Put a dummy in it, make it go really fast, and film that. But instead, they've got this sped up camera work. 
And then <laughs> I wonder if you're going to say the same thing I'm going to say. Where is Where is Holly in comparison to where Chang is? Like, why would she be nowhere near the guy who He's, could just she crank had to go it back up to the office <laughs> to <laughs> answer a phone call yes. from Drax? Watch when this fails. How disappointed the Asian guy is. He, he, I really feel like he's heartbroken. Well, yeah, because he's, he's killing this dude right now. That's the yeah. plan. And the way he just keeps apping uh, it up slowly. Like, yeah, just hit it. Why, just do it, man. Finish him off. I think he's just having some fun. Too. He really is. That's why it gets so disappointing, because he really put his heart in this. I love the G-Force meter. Yeah, so now it's going faster than like it, it should be allowed to go. Loving it. Like, that's the other thing. Why make it go so fast that it would kill somebody? <laughs> why make that an it's option? 12 Gs. I read up. Someone has gone like 46 G's before. Oh my god. <laughs> and his name is Flatface. <laughs> you read up on that? I did. Dick I Tracy like, villain. Because I thought for sure they way exceeded the real oh, thing. But. That shot of Roger Morgan's being like. <laughs> I love I love oh. him. I do like him remembering. Watch, watch like, the Asian guy. Yeah, I love the way they do a quick shot of him shooting it off in front of Q. Watch. To remind you. Oh. oh. <laughs> that was disappointing. But then also, why doesn't he just wait for him to get out and just kill him Yeah, as he steps out of the thing? It has to look like an accident. Right. Well, Drax gets a fun line later about how uh, James Bond keeps avoiding all his fun methods of killing him. Yeah. So at least he kind of owns up to it. Let's hear what Holly has to say. You turn up I don't know what could have happened. You have a bad season. Yeah, she doesn't even... Something must have gone wrong with the controls. Yeah. You seem pretty concerned. Yeah. It must have been uh... human error. So James, of course, uh, now has to... Oh, wait, one more thing, though. (laughs) Like I said earlier, wouldn't it be funny if he just shot a poison dart into that thing (laughs) instead of the bullet that goes through armor? He had the right one loaded and ready to go. Or is it different sides of the wrist is a different one or something? No, no, no. It's just one barrel. He just had the right one ready to go. So he just happened to be lucky on that one. And we'll see how he fares with it again later. I'll need armor piercing. Maybe that's why when he's fighting hand-to-hand with Jaws, he doesn't just shoot him with a poison arrow Ah, because he's only got a... Uh, armor, armor piercing, piercing <laughs> bullet lo- you, loaded up, and that's that. not going to yeah. kill Jaws. Yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> or why does he not do that in the glass shop with the Chang guy? Why doesn't he shoot him with the wrist? Oh that's what God. I'm saying. Yeah. Is, is the he, telegraphing... he only uses it twice in the movie, and both both times it's he. You know, those are good times. To the use telegraphing it. in the glass museum oh. is so ridiculous. Just the fact that it's placed in a glass museum. Well, this that's is, Moonraker. This is why this is valuable. This is how much of this. But is you worth. can see the the brainstorming sessions of that. Yeah fight but what would be the just most calamitous way to have him to fight oh, gotta put a bull in a china shop what did you say a bull in a china shop have well, we done that yet we ha- let's lose the bull okay metaphorically we'll have the bull okay but let's keep the china shop oh all right make it a museum in venice that'll be expensive well venice is known for glass we should make it glass done <laughs> budget it <laughs> it'll cost 45 dollars spared no expense <laughs> Uh, so James, of course, uh, he needs some information, so he has to go to the one woman he's been alone with besides Holly Goodhead, and that is uh, helicopter pilot extraordinaire, whose name I forget. Corinne. Corinne, Corinne. something. And that's the actress's name, too, so yeah. that probably made it easier on everybody. Because <laughs> the James Bond movies have a tendency to hire people that are not speaking in their native language and I then are don't. terrible at acting because yeah. of it. <laughs> They truly only what go do on you luck. want from me, Mr. Bond? <laughs> Fine tooth comb? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was his native language. Uh, you should have known that one. So let's, I don't know if anything's really pertinent here nah. for us to be playing. Uh, uh, I do love the the uh, pheasant hunting yeah, scene. Yeah, the killing the That's snipers. That's a cute sequence. I really do like him 
killing the sniper. They they do feature these you like these girls and on? then the other two girls when he meets Drax and are they just trying I to set them up always, for when you see them later? Yeah, I think they're always just like look at all these beautiful specimens of culture yeah, he's yeah. assembled Aren't around. Aren't you him. figuring it out yeah. that he's got all these hot girls that are yeah. all varieties of and lady. one weird one that'll f- hook up with Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> she but doesn't he? That's the other thing too. How does how does she end up? On the space station with Jaws. In one of those outfits with all the other uh, girls. Right. Everybody gets a plus she, one. She, because <laughs> she, he just meets her at the gondola, yeah, right? Yeah, maybe he just like, we we, uh, we don't get to see the scene where he talks Drax into, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I'll kill James Bond for you, but, but my girl has to listen, come. Listen, she needs to come and I need a jumpsuit her size. Uh, and me, I don't need a jumpsuit. <laughs> I'm just going to wear my Jaws suit. But yeah, this is fun that there's a guy trying to shoot him from up in the tree. Yeah, this is great. I doubt if I'm in your class. Oh, you're too modest, Mr. Bond. I love this. Old guy in a tree. It would have been more fun if you'd never seen the Over guy there. in the tree. Yeah. You know, and then that would be the reveal, but it's still pretty funny. Ow! You missed, Mr. Bond. <laughs> and then, and then that, that expression on his face, Drax, is so funny. He just has to be like, I failed in trying to kill you. Now what's going to happen? I need to get another shipment of Acme products. And they're so in. polite. They should, in any other movie, these two would start fighting each yeah, other yeah, right yeah, there yeah, and then. Yeah. Like, we want to kill or each other. Or he the gun in his hand. Yeah, that's but what I mean. obviously he has no issue with Bond being shot in a pheasant hunt, so why doesn't he just get one of his other guys go, okay, well, that didn't work. Shoot him right now. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, it's very strange how uh, he's just like, rules. well, that didn't work. We'll have to try again. Uh, would you guys like to? Oh, Back to the drawing me, board. Uh, but first, I'm going to kill the girl that... Uh... She really, it, it really is like her outfit's beautiful. But... Yeah, it looks like something from like an Amityville horror movie or something. Yeah, I dare say she's legacy. even uh, brawless. Yeah. It's think, really I think crazy. The majority of ladies in, in Bond movies are braless. They yeah. tend to walk around braless. Yeah. There's some really good uh, Holly Goodhead side boob at one point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chang. Always standing by, ready to murder people. This music's beautiful. You would never know you're watching a Bond movie right now if you just. No. It doesn't move the story forward at all. She's got, pants on. She's got pants on in that one shot. That's weird. And sneakers. But I don't think she does in, the, in any of the other ones. I noticed that too. Maybe they just felt bad making the actress run through the woods and they hooked her up. It's probably a cold day too. This goes but on. Like, why does, this yeah. goes on for a while. Show her wh- running away and the, him, him letting the dogs go. The yeah. next scene. Yeah. You know what's going to happen. It's really strange. It's going on for this long. You just keep waiting for Bond to swoop in and right. help her. Maybe one of his darts. <laughs> and then they show it. Tear, they tear down. And then we transition to Venice. Uh, Nuts. Venice, Italy. Uh, we see it again, uh, almost uh, all the same locations in uh, Casino Royale. That's right. Uh, down to the courtyard. He gets off a gondola here. Right now, you don't think anything's up with that gondola, right? You think it's a normal? 
everyday gondola. I don't know. I'm watching Room Moonraker, so I think something's up. <laughs> so James Bond, uh, of course, photographed some blueprints for something, and and the only thing on it was Ven glass. So Venny glass. So he tracks it down to Venice, Italy, without the internet. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the fuck you. Well, do he that. had a little logo, little business card. We got a girl. This girl Receptionist is for sure in a dumb. sexy outfit. <laughs> Listen to her. She's dubbed by a woman twice her size. Please, go anywhere you wish. Also, the please go anywhere you wish in my glass shop, British tourist, is, seems strange. And then he just walks into the foundry well, where it. they're literally making the glass. Classic British euphemism. So let's, uh... This exquisite bowl was fashioned about 1520. Over 450 years ago. She's pretty cute, too. If it ever right? came on the market, she does it a would weird certainly fetch a price in excess of one million American dollars. But if any of you are thinking of taking it... Because, oh, you know, there's a new person joining the group. Now we have here a very skulking. early 17th century dish with an <laughs> awful Over here, we have something very, very interesting. This glass-handled sword... Why? The only one of its kind in the world... For a reason was owned by General Minotti in the late 18th century yeah. and is the work of Runa Because she'd normally say, sir, you're not with this group. Yeah. yeah. Or sir, But then he you. kept moving, yeah. so what is she going to do? And this is in Casino Royale. Oh, that's that. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's in Square. So this is after Space Odyssey, 2001. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah 10 yeah, yeah. years. No, it's after a few great uh, space movies. Uh, all right, so he runs into Holly Goodhead. This is, is this, no, it's not until the hotel room where he realizes she's CIA. Right, Okay. when he goes through all her gadgets. So, again, you could replace her with Ringo's wife mm-hmm. and have the spy who loved me be the same fucking plot. Yeah, yeah. with just Jaws following him everywhere trying to kill him. It is this really is insane that they would do the same exact it's plot. Just it's just literally the same. In the most a Bond movie has ever done, where they literally reverse engineered set pieces and went, let's do this, do this, and this, now put them together. I don't care how you do it. Make God. it about glass. Do you think the new ones going to be like that at all? I don't know. They always tend to head that way. They always pick locations. Yeah. And then right around that. Yeah. But at least they've chosen the Alps this time. Uh, I think we need to. Uh, oh, this is talk hilarious! This scene. <laughs> this is uh, a few funny things happen so here. So the length they will go to to assassinate this guy with like a show. <laughs> like, oh, on, you know, like the, we're on the canals. I uh, have to admire the villain's production value. I, are you kidding me? I love that he has this pre-built coffin full of <laughs> knives. Oh, you know, initially when he flips it up and there's knives in the lid, you're like, okay, I can sort of buy that. But then when the other knives, the other set of knives come up like a fan, it's it's they, super ridiculous. But they also had to know that uh, that coffin wouldn't fit under some of the bridges. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they had to have gotten that. They had, to, uh, they had to know that the bridges aren't all uniform and that, like, because even the guy rowing in the thing uh, has to really duck to get under that thing. But you know what? He will not have his artistic vision squashed. So basically, for the listeners, it's uh, a coffin on a boat just floating down the street, but then it opens like it's a haunted mansion or something. And there's not only <laughs> knives inside yes, for him yes. to grab, but then this dazzling array of knives pops up. Like, he's got so many. Knives he can throw. And then 
And then <laughs> James Bond <laughs> knifes the knife guy to death. Yeah, Handily yeah, he's better at throwing knives. Yeah. The guy's already the guy's about to throw another knife. Like, also, why did it take him so long to throw knife number two? And how about a gun? <laughs> how about a coffin gun? But then dying, falling into the coffin, and then it closing shut on top of him is so funny. And now overcranked shot. Yeah, this is the. I love this part, by the way. I love that this gentleman. Supposedly, by what we're seeing here as an audience, decides the best way to kill this guy that's over here is to shoot shoot the hell out the of that bridge. Entire bridge, because yeah. the bridge, and all the bullets, all the bullets show up. It's yeah. like you know, if this was a car and a road, then all the bullets would hit the ground yeah. around the yeah. car. Yeah. You can't get anywhere near yeah. the person driving the vehicle. You don't want to do that. You don't do that. <laughs> and then he looks, and that's the only reason they go, "Oh my god!" We but didn't he looks like, "Oh, that. what's that?" Yeah, he's really shocked that that uh, the the. The coffin can't clear it. But also, who cares that the co- the guy's dead inside that thing? And he just gets nudged off. It doesn't. Yeah. Even, it's not spectacular. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And then uh, now somebody's chasing him with a with an actual machine gun. Like this is we the... want to try the subtle knife thing first. And <laughs> Hang back, machine gun this guys. This is also the first of two <laughs> boat chases in this movie. Right. So here's but not the, the dumbest one. Well, and this is the quit this smoking, is so everybody. Stupid. Everybody quit smoking. The guy sees a coffin floating in the river. And he's got to quit he that throws second. Out his cigarette. This is some smoking. wacky nicotine. But they're just about to follow that up with a guy do the same thing with booze. With yeah. wine. Yeah, it's yeah. the same exact gag where he looks at the bottle of wine like, what am I drinking? Because he sees a fucking weird looking thing go by. But it's oh. not. And also, but it's the same it's guy. It's a hovercraft. It's the oh, same guy from The Spy Who Loved Me. This is Moonraker. It's the same guy that is on the beach watching the Lotus exit. This is hilarious when the guy's boat gets cut in half. Watch him still keep, keep trying to row. <laughs> I'll just row while, my, while I'm sinking. That'll work. <laughs> and the other and the couple on the other side don't even notice yeah. that the boats no, split too busy, too. Too That's how romantic necking. it is. They're there. too busy necking in Venice. Yeah, it doesn't, and, it doesn't uh, smell James like a sewer. Get out of this? Oh, I don't know. The most ridiculous contraption of all time: the floating gondola that turns into a hovercraft. <laughs> so we get an old man doing a double take with a cigarette, a man doing double take with wine, and then the most famous double take of all time. Yeah, and I want to talk about this. But all this right. is no this boat. Uh, uh, it just stuns everyone who sees it. Yeah, that guy, sailor is shocked. The birds all fly out of the way. Guy looks at his wine. Two, oh, two oh. cameras. This is Bobby Moynihan Jr. or Senior? <laughs> then this guy painting goes back to continue painting. Didn't notice his shit was knocked away. <laughs> there it is. All pigeon right. triple take. Here's the thing. <laughs> this is why I don't think the pigeon double take is as bad as Kananga blowing up into a balloon. Because Disagree. in the context of this movie, this whole movie's batshit crazy. And that fits. It's big, but it fits right in. No, that's Kananga a balloon is more of a shock. No, that's a bird. I know. That but is a bird. Look what just happened. That is an incredible. And they also have to bird. do a bad, uh, like, they just they, they yeah. do like those old chow, chow, chow commercials and where they just back, up, uh, back it, it up. It fits right in with this stupid movie. Like, they couldn't get a pigeon to really do that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think this. I think I don't think this is. It's as also big a just leap so many. Film. But there's every every single person in this square needs to have a comedic reaction to right. him driving by on what looks like. Oh, look! It's a new kind of boat car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> driving by. So what? It just looks like a float in a parade. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like the craziest thing anyone's ever seen in Venice. Yeah, but they all just are, can't believe it. What should have happened? And the dog. The and dog. A dog is, I forgot about that. The dog's pondering it as well. And then that a guy gets a drink poured on him. on him. A waiter pours a drink on a guy. There's like seven there's beats. So so much. Everyone is so stunned by this stupid hovercraft. And, and then the guy falls out of the bag guy falls out of the boat. It's nuts. It's not out of context. It's crazy. It fits. Uh, it even fits though it's that stupid. It's so stupid. Yes. Like just, but Kananga Balloon is more jarring. On. I don't know. 
But I don't know. I like, a, I like do? a spectacular yeah, I like villain a death. death. Will somebody please edit the pigeon double take into Kananga blowing into a balloon? I mean, Goldfinger got sucked out of a tiny hole. Yeah. Someone, yeah, one of our <laughs> listeners, please, and if you do this, Matt and I will send you a t-shirt that we'll buy from somewhere. We'll just send not, you one of our t-shirts. pre-worn yeah. t-shirts. We'll send you something. You guys gotta make a t-shirt. It. I know. Yeah. yeah, We can't even make an episode. Yeah. Are you kidding? Let alone a t-shirt. <laughs> Doug, when was the last time you were on this podcast? That Is was, that the last one? <laughs> it might have been. Close. It's fucking... Are you the only person, am I the only person you guys know that yeah, if you call actually... and said, see Moonraker by Monday? <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> we it's just, not on streaming, so I had to I had to get it through the mail. So we oh, just flash act fast. Oh shit! We flash the you little Netflix uh, that for us. the gun barrel sign in the sky, and Doug goes to his movies. <laughs> but as I was watching it, every like every single thing that I hated about it from the whole time I've uh, you know from the first time I saw it, uh, all just came flooding back. <laughs> uh, okay. It's still cool because it's it's a James Bond movie. Yep, agreed. <laughs> I like. I, let's talk about the tone that he has to play to get into the. Uh... Yeah, yeah. That's that's like a strange reference to Space close Encounters. Oh, close encounters. Close yeah. Encounters, but but also to pop culture. Yeah, like yeah. James Bond doesn't usually have pop culture references. But there's some story about how he Cubby used that, and then Spielberg wanted to reference Bond in something, and Cubby wouldn't let him do it. Oh, probably, Even probably he, 1941. It was so I can't remember what it is. So, James has now broken into the glass laboratory, which, uh, if you're looking around, I don't, I can't tell if it has any of the same walls as the Drax apartment we see. I think they're in there. That laboratory is just in that giant room, which before I always thought they just changed a room somehow. All right, so they're making something. He finally sees these vials. There's uh, there's some liquid in them. He needs to figure out what that is. So, of course, James Bond waits for the scientists to go home and steals it and then gets into a fight with Glass Guy, which ends in, I think, one of the most beautiful sets they've ever done in James oh. Bond. The inside of this clock, I think, is spectacular. Oh, yeah. It kind of reminds me of, uh, when you see the light in the circle, it kind of reminds me of... Uh... A fight in one of, in the, one of the Star Wars. Oh, Empire! Movies. Yeah. Empire. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that that hadn't come out yet. Had no. It? Yeah. But look at this. The lighting is beautiful. Great. It's Ken Adams' last one. He's amazing. I mean, Chang's been a boring villain until now, but the fact that he's you know whipping chains around at him is pretty cool. Also, but then also you go out of their to way set up to the comedy. Go way out of their way to establish there's stuff going on yeah. below. This is just to set up the comedy. Totally of this selling that death. somebody's going through that window. Yeah. So stupid. At the crescendo, <laughs> at the crescendo of an opera singer. It took him a long time to to hit that piano. They're not that high up. <laughs> and I love how. Play it again, Sam. He says. Yeah, that one is just like. Were there alternates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that really like also, from Jump? That's the one that like that is gonna slay. Play I find it again, it hard Sam. To, like think that like he was such a big fan of Casablanca. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I don't know what's happening here. You, you have no defense of one of your favorite James Bond movies. It's not one of my favorites. Wait, you said you're way on board with it. I'm way on board, but I'm way on board with a lot of Is them. this your favorite Roger Moore? No, you know my favorite Roger Moore somehow. It's like Moonraker times one oh, step yeah. further. Beautiful kill. Yeah. Yeah. It's just horrible. Wait, I just love that because it's so awful. Yeah. And it was yeah. came out when he was Yeah, it has a nostalgia factor. Prime. I think I like uh Living Let Die. But also it's if like, you think about oh, good think let's one. let's think about for a second. Let's think about View to a Kill and think about the uh Parisian estate 
uh-huh. that that uh, Zorin has. Yeah. And James Bond sneaking in around. It's the fucking. It's the same stuff. Yeah. It's the same shots. You, you don't have to convince me. I'm just saying they really were out of ideas for 20 years. They really were. It really yeah. bothers me. Christopher Walken credits Saturday Night Live with giving him a, a better career because he would have been stuck playing shitty villain roles for his entire life if he if people didn't know how funny he was. Oh, wow. And then he went on to play a bunch of shitty villain roles. And, and shitty comedies. And yeah, sh- in and shitty shit. comedies. Just, he's just in a lot of shit. What like, are you going to do? I, I do. I he's do. in some good stuff, too. I really like Seven Psychopaths. Oh, yeah. Seven it. Psychopaths is not bad. It's mm. got the uh... same guy who did in Bruges, you know, so it's got a lot of the same. I just watched Dogs of War. Did you ever see that movie from the 80s? It's a, one of his early films, and no. it's like an action drama. Strange movie. Really? Mercenary movie. Tom I've seen I've seen King of New York. Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne and uh, Chris Walken. Mm-hmm. Real All good right. in that. Let's move through this. Uh, I got to go. Soon. my motherfucking chicken or something mm-hmm, like that? Mm hmm. Uh, I just wanted to. I just wanted to play the scene between oh, M and it's James. Lo- oh, he's oh it's another M scene. scene. This is one of the best M scenes, I think. Yes, I, I mean Q. Q. Uh, well, the next Q scene. The next Q scene is great. Yes. Yeah. But this, well, you want to play the M scene? I, say I got my initials yeah. mixed up. Before you do that, sir, have Q do an analysis of this. <laughs> Shows him a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him to exercise. Do I have anything? <laughs> it is lethal. So there was an apology. <laughs> you better take two weeks' leave of absence, Douglas. Do you have any thoughts about where you might go? No, you just told me. Always had a hankering to go to Rio, so. I think I can recall your mentioning it. 007. No slip ups. Hope we're both in trouble. That's awesome. That's like M's, that. uh, Judy Dench's M. Kind uh, of yeah. Thing. Letting him do things. I really on the love sly. that. Like just him going off book. Yeah. Doesn't need to stick around. All right. So I we... gotta tell you, I'm not sad that they killed off Judy Dench. No, I'm not either. I can't. I'm excited about. Uh, uh, I love Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes is great, and uh, yeah, I'm Cause, into it. Because she was just she, she was like always bitching at him about everything. Well, the last three movies, particularly because of... even when he do something good, she's like Ugh, James. Blech. It, it was because he was like learning, you know. Like this, that was the problem. I think that was the problem with Judy Dench. Uh, Daniel Craig's Judy Dench relationship. Yeah. Very different from Pierce Brosnan's Judy Dench, you know, James Bond relationship. Because, you know, this guy, at this point, he's like a young upstart, you know, got to play by the rules or whatever. And then in the previous one, James has the contention with her because she's replacing the old M and she's a woman and all that stuff. So I, and that. That sort of speaks more to the character of James Bond for me, having a problem with this woman being in charge. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Than the reverse of that, where all of a sudden now James Bond's younger. And I got two questions about Miss Money Penny. Yes. When did she stop full blown flirting with James Bond? Because she's always trying to get with James yes. Bond, and in this one, she's just sort of like, "Hi, James." You know, she's not really that flirty. I think that's when it happened. This is when it happened. Yeah, because it was all the way up into the Brosnan years that. The Money Penny was flirting. Money Penny was very flirty, yeah. yeah. But this one, in this, well, I think Lois Maxwell. By oh, this I don't point. mean Moonraker. I mean the the Daniel Craig. Yeah, ones. she flirts all the way up. Yeah, right. But does what she he's not saying flirt is, in this one? Not really. Oh, no. not hardcore. I see no, she's because she's getting old. They're both getting old. Yeah. It's just creepy. And I think yeah. that's exactly why they peeled. But that they back still a used bit. her. Yeah. And was this the first one where? Uh, Headquarters can just be in any random place he shows up, and she's there like she's no, there no, all the time no, with a desk that, and they stuff. That, they did that in the Man spy with who the loved me. Gun. Man with the golden gun. Man with the golden gun. They're on that, they did that slanted ship. Remember? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a great yeah. Set. 
Yeah. That's just so it's such a funny concept to me that she's just like, well, which, where do I go today, boss? <laughs> I'm in a and hollow I'll, tree. And I'm going to set up all my stuff. I'm going to set up my cubicle. <laughs> I know. Everywhere we have offices. on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's Jaws trying to murder uh, one of the girls that uh, has been helping James Bond, and he's about Brutally. to bite Brutally. her neck. Going to bite her neck off. Yeah. Rip out her jugular. Lift her up but out the ground nope, and bite her neck off. Now they the party, and now she's Now not... they're dancing, and she doesn't bother to scream or nope. say help. No. Nope. No. Now they're just having a she good just time. She looks like a little puppet. And at Mardi Gras, that's an important place to let people know when you're being, uh, you know, attacked. She's just letting it happen. Look how small she She's is. She's so there. tiny, it's hilarious. It looks like... He little... must have been like, sorry I kept touching your butt. <laughs> sorry. I'm, the late, the I'm late sure Richard great. Keel was a nice guy. The late great Richard Keel. And here James sees what's happening and jumps. Totally parkours his ass. of six yeah. feet. Now what? Oh, man, I wish I had a poisonous dart in my wrist that I could just shoot into his fucking face right but now. But I only packed these armor-piercing ones. <laughs> For a guy with metal teeth. And then, but then here comes the revelers again, and they really, they're, they're all so big and they really uh, strong that they, yeah, how could he oh. resist it? <laughs> I'm not a strong man. I can't fight this They should have at least had one of the girls be really hot and have him be kind of like yeah. excited yeah. that it's a cute girl's touching him or something. But that's just dumb. That but they knew that Jaws would be monogamous and he was going to meet his love of his life in this well, one. Well, let's so talk about that love of the life because yeah. that missed opportunity to not have her have braces is so glaring to me that I even There's remember... There's a long pause before she smiles, yes. like, here they yeah. come. She's yeah. going to have a yes. big fucking yeah. mouth full yeah. of to braces. To the point that uh, for years, I remembered it as her having braces because it seems so obvious. And every time I see it, I went, oh, that's right. She doesn't have braces. What Just the hell glass, have they glasses, done? Just glasses, pigtails, Why does Moonraker take that opportunity to not be the most obvious film that's ever been made? Because I think they were like, we already did a dog and a pigeon and a waiter and a... They already they had done so they were keeping track They're like let's let's peel there? back You're making right a list of dumb things take out the dog there. uh so they've gone to rio to uh investigate what's going on with drax and they go to the gondola scene which of course uh has now this if i remember correctly didn't one of the stuntmen almost die doing this i bet i don't know i feel like i remember one of the stuntmen it's having pretty hairy there's big... some pretty good uh look shots that aren't don't look like that look like stuntmen are doing shit the little bald guy controlling it looks like a warner brothers cartoon villain like, yeah, he's like, like no blank yeah he looks like a tor from ed wood oh yeah <laughs> he looks like he was look at this jump him. look at this jump ready i know <laughs> there's no way that that was so weird he floated across. <laughs> his uh, hand, Jaws, his hand is huge. He gave him a headbutt that kind of slowed him down a little bit there. That was good. Have you seen the United Airlines has people fight, fighting on top of one of these things in their uh, safety video at the beginning now? No, I haven't flown an American in a while. What? United. On one of these? Yeah. Yeah, they've got like, it's the weirdest. They've got a really long... Spanning the globe, uh, safety video now that they show, and it's ridiculous. There are people fighting, on top and there's there's a scene still... in a there's a scene in a gondola. For a few seconds, there's people punching each other on top of it, like reminiscent of this. Do like they... they're referencing Moonraker, but for that's it. Nothing happens. Like you don't know why they're punching each other. Do they other. still play that Scott Joplin song? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's still their theme. That was my favorite Maya Rudolph sketch. Time traveling Scott Joplin. There is no way. I don't care. Like, maybe Daniel Craig, but to have a full woman hanging around your neck and just hold by two hands yeah. and go that steep slide down 
Look at that. <laughs> Look at the rear projection diamond That is suicide. Too. It's insane. Yeah, that's just craziness. But, so then but that's probably stolen from Star Wars. Let's, uh, the the yeah, swinging yeah. well with the girl hanging on. Let's him. see the moment here, the moment of love, and here's how they here's how they let you know that's happening. No, and when they reunite, there's a long pause before she smiles to reveal that she doesn't have braces on. Yeah, it's crazy. It happens twice, and that and it looks like Roger Moore's just sitting there watching that happen. Yeah, he and he was, was he? he was. Yeah. They're just sitting in the grass, going, "Oh, at least he fell in love and won't come after us anymore." But, ladies and gentlemen, that's Moonraker, and I have to go. But I want right, to say <laughs> just a couple things. Yes, please. More about Jaws. He kicks Jaws in the balls, and it's revealed that Jaws has steel balls as well because that makes a yeah, sound. It goes it clang. What is the story there? He's had some things replaced. I want to have listened to this when it comes out, and you guys have given me the backstory. <laughs> sure. I want Jaws as steel We'll balls. be glad to. The other thing is the way this movie ends and then kicks right into a disco version of the song Moonraker justifies everything in the movie to me. <laughs> when that happens, I go, I get it now. Because disco was on its way out? Just, just the feel of it. They should have they put were that trying the to, first, That's another thing yeah. they were trying to cap, you know, uh, take yeah. advantage of was disco by putting the Moonraker disco theme. Like it was really a reactionary movie, like trying to, and it's sort of been that way with James, Bo- James Bond oh, ever yeah. since. He's yeah. always trying to adjust it to the times. That's right. And it's not always going to work. But imagine Jaws falling from the plane into the circus and then... That disco version comes in, you'd be fine from the beginning. You, the tone oh, was yeah. set. Oh, it's four nineteen. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. Uh, I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> Doug's is going out for a different reason than yours. Yes. We'll tar- uh, my, uh, We'll do our next one, which is Octopussies next, right? Yeah, and then, and then for your eyes only. Yeah, and then and then Spectre. <laughs> maybe never say never. Yeah, we'll see. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. gotta do never. You say guys never have again. fun. Uh, go. We'll take. We'll wrap this up. We'll moon rake. I think yeah, you should watch Never home. Say Never Again, even though you know yeah. purists don't think it counts. But uh, well, it's still interesting. That technically, Matt Gorley would be the next movie that we have to I think watch. We should do that. All right, yeah, let's do that. All right, then we'll do. We're we'll also do Never Say that, Never Again. John Barry version too. That'll make it. Seem oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Someone right. recut uh, Never Say Never Again with John Barry score to make it the Eon cut of Never Say Never Again. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. with a gun, gun barrel, barrel sequence in. Right? I'm in. Nice All right. All right. See you, dude. Bye, Matt. Uh, okay. So, there's a, this is a very inappropriate kiss, I think, from Holly Goodhead. They had just fallen off a thing, and then she just does Well, this. she says, thank you for saving my life. Yeah, but. And he says, I'll, I'll remind me to save you more often. Remind me to do it more often. <laughs> and then, yeah, like, that guy that was just trying to kill us. Yeah. It's a good thing he ran off with that girl. There. And then. And then we have these paramedics coming in. Sup? Oh, thank you, but we're in great shape. Mm, okay. And then they thump him. They're fake paramedics. Although, she's CIA, but I've, she never fights anybody. Except at the very end of the movie, where she needs James she's Bond suddenly, to punch her. Yeah, she's suddenly uh, very reminiscent of a Charlie's Angel. Uh, that, that style of fighting, when... Uh, when they're in the shuttle at the end. Let's, but this uh, cue scene is play, one of my favorites. One of my favorite cue weapons is in this scene. <laughs> so where, describe Moore. where they are. They're, they're in a monastery. They're in a Spanish-style monastery. But he's dressed up like the Marlboro Clint Man. Eastwood. He's dressed Clint up Eastwood. as Clint Eastwood. And they actually got the rights to the, uh, the music. The, uh, wow. there's some, Sergio Leone music. There's some monks uh, doing some fighting. Yeah, that's one room. He looks in there. Okay, uh, that's not for me. <laughs> 
But now he's going to walk by uh, uh, Q and some of his... Uh... The first money penny. Yeah, oh, yeah. There she is, strangely all set up. Look at all this stuff on her desk. As a matter of fact, I was in a cable car. She's also dressed like she's in Manhattan or something. The other courtyard. <laughs> Bond's the only one that has to arrive in costume. Ah, oh, there you are, 007. This is so great. Balls, Q. Bolus, 007. Bolus. You idiot. And then this guy takes these three balls on strings and swings them around his head and then throws them at a, uh, at a dummy that's dressed up like a dictator. Boom. And they, but the way those things sl- go around yeah. his neck and then the whole head explodes... I wanted that to happen to a person. Right. That would have been amazing if but they then just it would, killed somebody it wouldn't like be that. PG. No, it would not. Except for that. You can only kill a dummy that way. And then there's a, a stereotypical sleeping Mexican. Poncho <laughs> and a... And then there's the laser And then gun. there's a laser gun that's making a guy's face melting all... Melting a face. Like, you, like you'd need to shoot that at a made fake face to prove that it does anything. You know, just in time. Uh, so they have to go, they've tracked down the orchid, it's a, it's a, it's a deadly orchid that does not affect human beings, it does not affect, I mean, it doesn't affect animals or plants, what it does affect is human beings, that's the only thing it affects. So now we finally have seen that Drax is going for a perfect civilization, he wants to kill all the humans on the planet, uh, and then repopulate the Earth with the perfect species of human. And uh, this is exactly the plot from the spy uh, who loved me, uh, except they wanted to start nuclear war and then build a civilization underwater. So this is instead in space. Uh, now James has to go uh, on the river, and we have yet another river chase sequence where Jaws uh, <laughs> is dispensed in a foolish manner. With a look to camera, almost. Uh, let's just skip ahead to where they get to the waterfall. Yeah, his uh, his uh, boat is really tricked out. And one thing it does is it turns it into a hang glider, so you can go right off that a waterfall. Was, I think that is a pretty cool. As it's far neat. as Bond vehicles go, I think this boat is often forgotten. You know, it's very much like the fishing boat in uh, World Is Not Enough. Remember, it had torpedoes and everything. Yeah, yeah. it was Bond. It was uh, Q's retirement boat. <laughs> But this is cool because James Bond almost thinks, well, I'm headed towards the, the falls. What will I do? Oh, yeah, it's also a hang glider. <laughs> like, that's why it's a hang glider, so you can pull this move on somebody. <laughs> yeah, it's reversed. <laughs> None of these gadgets are made prior to the problem. Yeah, so he, he hang glides out of the boat, and Jaws just looks around in disbelief and doesn't even make any attempt to get the guy to slow down his boat. He instead decides to turn the wheel, and Jaws, being the giant strongman he is, rips the wheel off the boat. Yeah, just rips it out of the guy's hands and then looks at it, of course, and then oh, kind of laughs. No. It almost looked oh, like that was no. a bad take. He goes, no, he says, oh, no. <laughs> like, you look at his no. face. But look at the way he smiles at it when he looks at it. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Also, it's no music in this sequence. It's weird how quiet it is. Look at one nineteen forty seconds. <laughs> oh no! Like he look, like he oh, shows no. it to camera. What? Then he goes over the side, but you don't really. It just yeah. kind of you is a mess. Know. He just he falls could, into the. He could, uh, do anything. he could live. He could die. Who knows? Then what they stumble to him. into an Aztec temple. Where James Bond is thrown into a pit, and uh, there's a snake. Thrown into a pit by a rock that just yeah. just the lifting tosses rock. him into the water. The old it's lifting rock. Like, uh, and nobody has to go, come stand over here. <laughs> uh, he but, walks right into it, but then he, he kills the shark with one of his uh, poisonous pens that he has on him. And then this, uh, this is some great Drax right here. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I missed it. Yeah, there it is. He gets, when, I love the way Jaws picks him up, the point of view of his giant hands picking up his head. Try, tries to hit him once just for the hell of it. Mr. Bond. He looks really, put, you Bond looks really my pathetic. attempts to plan an amusing death for you. <laughs> You're not a sportsman, Mr. Bond. Why did you break off the encounter with my pet python? I discovered he had a crush on me. Not a bad line. Jaws. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, in the realm of James Bond, just that the villain is setting him up. Yeah. Why did you kill my python? <laughs> Why do you think, dumbass? <laughs> so then we see uh, we're at this base in in Brazil where uh, Drax is launching everything, uh, and in order to you find that he's launching uh, how many seven of these Moonraker shuttles into space. So. Uh, he needs a specific number of shuttles because he's got a specific number of people he needs to repopulate the Earth. They throw Holly and James underneath where the shuttle liftoff tank is going to be, where the where the ignition is going to be, so they theoretically would melt. They're going to get toasted, yeah. But uh, you know, James Bond has a gadget for that too, and it's a it's a handy dandy Seiko watch. Oh, he's got watches on both wrists. He's got well, he's got uh, dart the dart gun thing dart, on the right one. I think one. dart's just a bracelet. Okay, but he's got stuff on both wrists, yeah. fortunately. Although not here. But we haven't learned about this. So here we go. There it is. Little he tiny takes it out, and he's got a little weird... Little uh, coil. It could be C4. It could be any number of things. And James Bond is ready to go. It's oh, dental look at that floss. charge right there. <laughs> <laughs> this is a heavy gadget use. Yeah. I didn't really think about that, but this is a heavy gadget use. The cigarette case, too, with the mm-hmm. uh, x-ray thing for the thing. Yeah, James has less gadgets now because cigarette cases are no longer something that people carry. <laughs> well, also Daniel Craig's always wearing a T-shirt and pants, like yeah. you know, yeah. jorts, so he doesn't even have uh, bang on time. He doesn't have bang all the pockets on time. That is a quality punt. When he says bang on time, come on, Doug, you got to give it to him. <laughs> bang on time. I don't time. even understand that. It exploded. It went bang. Bang on, on time. time. Came out of the watch. Uh... <laughs> They have to run. They get on their own shuttle, uh, go to space. Luckily, as we learned earlier, Holly is a trained astronaut. So she goes up to the giant space station that is Drax Town. And, of course, in this movie, uh, when Zero-G happens, everyone somehow loses control of themselves and can't move quickly. (laughs) That's my least favorite thing about Zero-G depiction in movies. No one's moving quickly. Yeah, it's... uh really slows down the action it's like when it's like a fight scene underwater yeah also how are you sitting in that chair how are you sitting in that chair there's no gravity (laughs) the guy the guy floats across the room to sit in a chair he should be holding the chair or at least holding himself himself in or something like that but no not even an attempt of that just as long as you're in a squatting position so this does the old arthur c clark method of uh gravity which is uh to spin uh, and hopefully they restore gravity. So everyone's happy. Everyone's walking around. They're all in shitty yellow jumpsuits. Uh, James is up there. He sees that these uh, the uh, that's funny that stations. they right after Star Wars that they blend in by stealing the uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> well, had James done? I that mean, before? that had been done before. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, still it's just still like. So brazen. Well, it is funny too right how how much the uh, when he first sees the Drax facility where they're building the uh, 
shuttles, it looks just like the top of the Death Star. You know, it just looks mm-hmm. like the trench. Uh, so they figure out that this thing's not on radar, so they got to destroy the radar system so the Americans can send the space marines up to save them. <laughs> and here, finally, Holly gets to punch She people. really dispatches him with an ankle to the kidney. <laughs> or whatever the hell that was. Like, it's very weird. Sits down, removes the thing, and then, of course, uh, on Earth, they decide to launch a shuttle up. Yeah, let's take a look at this. Jaws is smiling at everybody. I do like that James tries to beat up Jaws one more time. Yeah, and then again, it just makes that clanging sound. Yeah. He hits him. Why hit his jaws? Why would you try to hit him there? Let's hear it. Let's, let's hear the... And there's, same the, there's nu- the nuts. Same sound. So his balls have obviously been either removed or he could be wearing a chastity belt. Or maybe he's just he's metal all on the inside and you can only see it in his mouth oh, when he opens his whoa. mouth. <laughs> like Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> then they have cattle. But whenever he course. bends something, it's always just a bar that looks like a shitty prop yeah. that's easy to bend. Yeah. Uh, so the space marines go up. Uh, there's a whole cargo bay full of marines. Of course, uh, we see that uh, his girlfriend is up there. Yeah, Jaws is now realizing he's in love. Yep. And uh, and they're both not perfect. Yeah. Jaws, you um, obey me. <laughs> he really looks like Dinklage there. He really does. Um, and he's just like, well, I can't, uh, I can't live this life anymore. I've murdered hundreds of people. <laughs> and now because I met a girl who I haven't even discussed the issue with at oh, all. Oh, yeah, he does have a line in this. Jaws is a line to her. And then they start uh, fighting. Slowly and quietly. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, there is no US music in this movie. Three minutes to intercept. I love how James Bond is going to hit the button to make the whole space station shift directions or whatever, and um, he does this weird thing with his elbow to point out that the button is there to Holly yeah. Goodhead. Yeah. He doesn't need to show it to her. No. He's the one that's going to reach no. out and do it. It really was. It really does look like when Here you're watching is. this, you're assuming that oh, he's Holly's going to do it. Yeah, he's like, do not use this unless secured. And he's like, he's rubbing his eyebrow and pointing his elbow and like, check this out. All you got to do is reach out and grab that thing, Holly. And she doesn't. She doesn't care. He just does it himself. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even like cover for him. Just like nah. distract anyone or anything like that. But man, do people fly around in a hilarious way. It's like what ha- used to happen on Star Trek all the time, oh, where they yeah. would just They'd run, run and throw yourself cameras. against the other side of the set. <laughs> I like those guys in the chairs on wheels that when just go the, shooting uh, across the room. <laughs> now, now of course the uh, gravity's gone, so everything's gonna happen real slow, like. And uh, it's like the underwater scenes in uh, Thunderball. Really hard to watch. Now, this this space station starts blowing up at an hour and 52 minutes. The entire length of this explosion, I guess we should hear this. Yeah, again, let's hear the getting rid of Drax. So James has run off. The the U.S. Space Marines are in there right now, uh, just melting people with their laser guns. And James is going to run down his airlock to go get trapped. <laughs> I like that backup. A little laser sound in the background. Just so you know, there's a space fight happening out there. But where was Drax trying to go? He was going to go out there? I think he was going to his... I think it's, that might have been a escape hatch. I have the pleasure of putting you out of my misery. <laughs> out of my misery. It's great. Desolated, Mr. Bob. 
I love how he's got the wrist thing after he changed into that yeah. jumpsuit. Heartbroken, Mr. Drax. And that's the one that uh, has poison in it, so Drax is starting oh. to react to that. But then the way he just kind of, like, keeps backing up, like, d- not even acting like he knows what's about to happen. <laughs> he doesn't know that he has cyanide and going to die in 30 seconds. But then he's also pushing him into the hatch that he yeah. can open up on him. Wee- there he is, flipping out into space. Say hi to George Clooney. So, uh, so two of those pod things have made their way down to... Three of them have made their way down to Earth. James has to get to the shuttle. Uh, of course, there's some Bollinger right there. Let's pick that up. And this is now Jaws and uh, Jaws's girlfriend's goodbye. Oh, I wonder what they call her in the credits. Oh, that's a good question. And he opens the uh, bottle of champagne with his jaw mouth. Well, here's two eyes. <laughs> that's it. That's it's funny line. that he has such a call. Yeah. He doesn't sound like a monster. He was so he played so many bad guys. He's great. I already was really familiar with him before he showed up as Jaws and was happy to see him. Jaws? We can't disengage. The docking release system is jammed. Can you help us? And then why does she whisper in his ear? Because she knows. Residuals. Yeah, they don't want her to, <laughs> they don't want her to have any lines. Because it's like, uh, sh- I guess she says, like she had to translate what James Bond said, or. I think maybe <laughs> it was she was telling him how to help her, how, how to, to help. How to do it? Although. Does that mean that she's like a crew member for Drax in that short period of time? She's learned about the station airlock? And that they're both, her and Jaws are both turncoats just because they fell in love. Why can't they still be on the bad team and just be in love with each other? You know, I think they're aware that they're going to die and need need an escape route also. So they (laughs) get rid of the airlock and they're good to go. Uh, So, oh, I went too quick. Yeah, Jay's Bond has that line about they'll be okay. The station finally blows up uh, after it had been exploding for uh, 12 minutes. <laughs> Real slow fuse on that thing. So they're going to fire the rockets. They're going to. So they have to blast these out. They have to switch to manual control, which is like using the force, Luke. Uh, the automated system goes down. They have to do it by manual. There should never be this much stuff after you kill the villain. No, <laughs> you you're <know>? absolutely correct. <laughs> uh, they do it, yay! And then let's 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 hear. now let's play out the yeah. final the hilarious sequence. I'm sure, Her Majesty will be fascinated. At the end, it just sort of repeating that like there's always embarrassing. Yeah. James Bond's fucking somebody, and they're trying to talk to him about stuffy British things. Oh, well, I love how they have that sheet God, typed up on them. Should be I going at it like animals. <laughs> he's attempting re-entry. Like, why would he say that? He so he's saying that he knows he had sex with her already, and he's trying yeah. to have sex with her again. Re-entry. James, trying to throw that dick to back in. Took me around the world one more time. Why not? They come back to Earth. It's like Interstellar. They're both about 100 years old. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I mean, they're still young and everyone else yeah. is old. But yeah, here comes the disco. Franco-British co-production. Scroll to the cast and let's see what's yeah, up see with what uh, call her. Call, what, what demeaning name they give her. Or maybe since she had no lines, they don't even have to give her a credit. That uh, would suck. Uh, it's probably that right girl. Mm, 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 mm. Boy, this is real bad. 
They took a bad song and made it worse. <laughs> this font is even similar to, uh, I think, Star, Star Wars, Wars yeah. the blue one. And it all oh, oh. There we go. Oh, the good head. Drax, Jaws, Corinne, and Gray, Honeypenny Chang, and Willa. Dolly, is it Dolly? Maybe, but Dolly sounds like one of those sexy girls. Blonde Beauty, probably. No. <laughs> uh, Cavendish. Uh, Russian girl. Was she Russian? Fun Ambulance? No. I think they don't give her a credit. No, they gotta give her a credit. Drax, I think they Drax, don't give her a credit. I gotta look it up. I gotta look up her name now. <laughs> this is ridiculous that they wouldn't give her a credit. Uh, what would she be? What would her character be of all those ones we just saw? Doesn't seem li- right. Uh, let's see. Moonraker. Maybe she's Russian. She must be blonde bombshell. Right. Right, but is that so? They're joking around like, ha ha ha. She's a bl- blonde bombshell. Blonde beauty. Because there's a blonde beauty. Every other scene in the movie. I don't. All right. With all those Drax's girls. I can't find it on on IMDb because that just makes it the cast list, which I'm stuck with the exact same problem. Right. How are you going to uh, figure this out? I'm going to go to the Wikipedia. Jaws. I think somebody actually went to the trouble of figuring it out and putting it in the wiki. Jaws captures Bond and Holly and brings them back to Jaws. Jaws and Dolly switch. Their allegiance. Oh, so she's Dolly. She is Dolly. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that's Moonraker. I, 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 I think that might be, it might be my least favorite Roger Moore outing. Then you must be like Gourley and just uh, are obsessed with like kind of enjoying how bad it gets. Yeah. Well, there comes you, got, a point. you can't like this better than a view. To, I mean, you can't like Octopus or a View to Kill more than this. I don't think. I like Octopussy more than this. I... Octopussy's terrible. When was the last time you watched Octopussy? He dresses up as a circus clown. Yeah, he sure does. Gets a bomb out of a circus. Yep, yep. a nuclear bomb out of a circus. Yeah, there's a lot of fun there. There's a <laughs> lot of fun. He looks so stupid in that clown makeup. There's a lot. I, you know, like James Bond doesn't maybe change into a tuxedo and you know what's slip funny in is somewhere fancy. Octopussy is one of the James Bond movies I'll put on when I'm like doing something else in the house. And like I play it in the background. I really like the villain in that. I really like the uh, the British Indian guy whose name I can never remember. I think he's great. I think uh, the only thing I liked about it, uh, you know, the only thing that really stands out as a cool thing is when they have those uh, chainsaws on the end of rubber yeah, bands. Yeah, the, yeah, the that guy's slingshot. got the saw yo-yo. Yeah, the yeah. saw yo-yo. That's pretty cool. But man, like the way he gets, he's just starting to, Roger Moore's just starting to get old. So a lot of what he does is just yeah. like, you know, it's not that impressive. And he just sort of slips out of situations. I and, could totally see that. And Vuda kills. Vuda kills. Ugh. Just absolutely ridiculous. So bad. And then. Uh, I love, uh, I love, I like the man with the golden gun quite a bit. I like Christopher Lee. I love uh, Live and Let Die. Uh, Spy Who Loved Me is great because yeah, it's, it's this movie saying, the first time. Saying, I don't mind those three being the first three in your Roger Moore yeah. list, but I, I encourage you to to see Octopussy again and really think about. You know, what I'll be interested in. I haven't <laughs> seen the one I haven't seen in the longest is For Your Eyes Only. So that movie is weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Like there's that long like mountain climbing thing that's like yes, they're up in the Alps by that. Uh, yep, yep. So it's kind of cheesy and it's not that exciting. And but. Um, it's got uh, Topol from Fiddler on the Roof is the bad guy. Yeah. That's weird. He's just kind of like kind of charming and kind of laughing about everything, kind of. 
And uh, Lynn Holly Johnson from Ice Castles is in it as a girl with a crush on James Bond that he won't fuck. Right. That was a weird turning point. She's a skater. Yeah. yeah to have a cute girl but that she's he's so like, young. He like throws her down at she's one point, so like, get off young. of me. Yeah, yeah. She's so young. Yeah, they had to weird. make a point of like, I'm so old now. Yeah, <laughs> You're yeah. so young. Yeah. Uh, so that's a weird movie. But uh, one of the better theme songs, the Sheena Easton yep, song. Yep. I think, I think, yeah. But so Moonraker stands on its own as like this very tonally wacky, wacky movie. It's a wacky James Bond movie. Yeah, but it's also still got so many of the trappings of uh, you know, uh, you know, talking to M and yeah. you know, and, and yeah, it's very much James on a specific mission, walking around in his suits. He never asked for a drink, though. That's true. He doesn't drink, and that guy throws out a cigarette after he sees that casket. But the, Maybe no, this, but the not asking for a shake and not stirred was more just like it would. They'd have to go out of their way to put him in a situation where somebody's preparing a drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want a space drink? Yeah, they didn't have a, they didn't have opportunity to throw him in a in a drink in a bar. Uh, yeah, but overall, I mean, Moonraker is what it is. I'm I'm. I don't know. I'm just very excited. Did you watch the Spectre TV? You should make. About a dozen categories. Yep. Best theme song, yeah. best this, best that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then really break it down by movie to like- Through all 23 use of them? numbers <laughs> to determine which movie is absolutely the best one. That is- everyone. Uh, I think we'll have to wait until Spectre comes out, and then we can have them all in there. <laughs> Did you see the Spectre's teaser Spectre's going to be the best one ever made. You think so? I think so. Just because they can make the best one ever made now. They Daniel Craig make. doesn't embarrass himself ever. Yep. He's great. Yep. We've already talked about Ray Fiennes yep. is great, yep. and you know, and it can it, you know it can be ridiculous, but they're not going to do gags really, you know. It's just going to be the stunts are going to be out of control, and uh, hope, who's the villain? Christoph Waltz. <sighs> I you know how do you feel about Christoph? He Waltz? bummed me out so much in Big Eyes. Oh, he I was didn't so see it. he was so miscast in Big Eyes. That like it suddenly just woke me to the concept of Christopher Waltz not being good in something because he's always so great, uh, and so now I'm just sort of like you know as the bad guy is he going to be too much like uh, you know Inglorious Bastards is he going to just go to that well? Because that's because love... that's because that was already like a James Bond yeah. villain just yes. being very charming but evil. I love him. I love him as Schultz in Django. Yeah, he's that amazing the, in that movie. That is the one of the greatest movie characters of and all time. And he's always having to talk people Schultz. into things. Yep. And in Big Eyes, he's playing a guy that's talking people into, into things, and he doesn't. You, you wonder why anybody goes along with anything he ever says. He seems right. like such a fucking liar. Yeah, and he just he makes this weird face, like he makes his his you know his teeth are out the whole time. And he, I mean, it's an interesting performance in that he really committed to it. It's just. It needed to be like somebody like Tom Hanks or somebody that could charm his wife into letting him take credit for the paintings for all those years. Yeah. You know, he's such a creep from the second you meet him. <laughs> well, he's already kind of creepy inherently. Christoph kind, of, kind but, of, but but there's nothing creepy. creepy about the dentist in yeah. uh, in Django. That's true. He's God. just a charming guy in that. Like he's a Professor Hill kind of character. You I know? hope I really hope that they I really hope they use him correctly in this. I, I think it's really it's theirs, it's theirs you, to lose the best one ever. Do you think At he's least Blofeld? the second you're walking out of it, you'll say that's the best one yeah. ever. And then you know maybe w- when you revisit it, you'll go, uh, well, you yeah. know, you still got to give Goldfinger a lot of credit for setting up like all I, these tropes. Yeah, like I like I walked out of Skyfall <laughs> thinking it was the greatest thing ever made, and now it's like, well, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's no, you and I have been good. arguing about Casino yeah. Royale for years. I think Casino Royale. So he gets the luckiest poker hand. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, thank you, Doug. Anything you want to plug? Uh, this will be out this oh, week. Oh, just go to DougLovesMovies.com for uh, all my stuff. All your, and All your Doug needs. Yeah, and listen to Doug Loves Movies. Come see Doug Loves Movies live somewhere. I'm sure James Bond will come up there as well. Yeah, as he always does. Uh, that does it for me and for uh, my co-host Matt Gorley, who ran off to go get fitted for more suits for Volkswagen. Uh, <laughs> we say uh, good day, and James Bonding will return with uh, Never Say Never Again. Good day. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.